Y Group invites all AEC industry leaders to the 2024 AEC Small Business and Entrepreneurship Forum, the premier event for small firms in the AEC sector. Experience innovative strategies and insights on May 21st, crafted by Zweig Group's industry experts. Engage in keynotes and interactive sessions focused on recruitment, retention, and business growth. Join Zweig Group for this unique networking opportunity and take your business to new heights. Secure your spot today and be part of the AEC industry's future. Visit ZweigGroup.com for more information. The Zweig Group team looks forward to welcoming you. You're listening to a Zweig Letter Podcast exclusive, putting architectural, engineering, planning, and environmental consulting guru Mark Zweig and his team of experts straight talk in your ear. Mark has more than 30 years of experience helping AEP and environmental firms thrive, and these podcasts deliver his invaluable management, industry, client, and HR advice directly to you, free of charge. The Zweig Letter Podcasts let you develop professionally, wherever you are. Hey folks, it's Randy Wilbert here at Zweig Group Media. Once again, I'm excited to just uh, come out and share with you some great information on things that are happening here at Zweig Group. Um, really excited today to have uh, my colleague and guest on our show, if you will. I don't know if I would call it a show, but it, it is uh, uh, infotainment uh, information that we provide here at Zweig Group. And so I'm really excited to uh, have my good friend uh, and colleague, Jamie Claire Kaiser, on the show today. Jamie, how are you doing? Good. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Doing great. So, Jamie, you've been here at Zweig Group for over a year now. And, um, you know, I just, uh, you've been running the M&A group. And I really want to just check in with you to see how things are going and kind of learn a little bit more about uh, what you do over in your neck of the woods uh, here at Zweig Group. So, um, I'm excited to to kind of hear from you today. Great. So, um, Jamie Claire, I know you, you're kind of an underachiever. Uh, I always joke with you about this. Uh, you, you, you have uh, obviously a bachelor's degree, but then you also got a, a law degree. And then to top that off, to add the cherry to the cake, you got a, an MBA as well, uh, all at the University of Arkansas, I might add. So go Razorbacks for those Razorback fans out there. But um, And then you know, to top that off, you have some serious banking experience, and and I'm just curious as to that 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 uh, progression of education, and then to add to it that banking experience. How has that helped you uh, in the work that you find yourself doing um, here now at Zwei Group? Sure, that's a that's a good question. It's helped a lot. It really has helped um, add kind of a start to finish expertise to what we do. So we're able to you know work as uh, actual consultants and talk to people about what their real needs are and, and move them through the entire transaction, um, you know, with, with a little bit of expertise on every step of the way. Okay. Well, that's good. That's good. So, you know, one of the reasons why I wanted to talk with you today was really just to highlight our M&A group and to, to learn a little bit more about exactly what you do on a day-to-day basis. But for those of us in the listening audience, whether on podcast or on video, um, can you just kind of walk us through some of the foundational steps of uh, uh, M&A effort here at Zwei Group for someone looking to make an acquisition? Um, just, you know, just kind of give us the uh, 10 poles of how that works. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, if you're looking at buying a firm, which a lot of firms are right now, there's a, it's a big market for buyers and sellers. There's a ton of M&A activity. But 
you really need to start with understanding who your team is. You need to figure out how many people you're going to use internally, how many people you're going to get externally. Um, so I'm, I'm talking about if you're the president or CEO, um, who else you want to involve with you in the process, COO, HR, finance, you know, all, all of the different areas, a few uh, project managers or other uh, discipline heads, practice leaders, really what your team looks like. The general rule is that the smaller the team, the faster the ability to make a decision. The counterpoint is you really need a lot of perspectives if you're going to do a good job with this. So finding that exact right balance um, is important. And then externally, who you're going to get involved. So that's somebody like a consultant like us who can help you, um, again, with the whole process. And then also your accounting staff um, to help with tax advice and uh, financing the deal. Um, that would be an external accountant usually for uh, tax expertise that you might not have in-house. And then also your M&A attorney. We say M&A attorney and we mean M&A attorney, not your regular corporate attorney. You need to use somebody who really understands M&A specifically in this industry, people who know how to make deals, not somebody who you would have just look over any old contracts. This is a deal maker. Okay. So once you've figured out who your team is, then you really need to figure out what you want to do. Um, you know, what's your strategy? Do you want to be the biggest in a certain area? Do you need to add something to your um, existing wheelhouse? Once you kind of know what you're looking for and you also understand your degree of flexibility to stray from that, that's when we can really get the, the effort going. We help firms by sourcing these leads. We just we have a huge uh, repository of firm names uh, in our proprietary database that we use to start. And of course, we supplement that with everything you can, you can think of, you know, the World Wide Web and beyond uh, to figure out who the best fit would be. When you work with a consultant like us, we do all of the legwork in terms of bringing everybody to the table so you're able to continue running your business while we're spending our time trying to find these firms. Once we find them, we talk to them, see if they're what you're looking for, and then we get them in front of you. And then we kind of step out of the way and let you take it from there. Okay. So basically, almost like it, 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 it's almost like recruiting people, but you're recruiting firms in that sense. Yeah, yes, there's a lot of similarities and, and just understanding the, the nuances to the conversation as well. You know, people are, are people. Uh, they're not just uh, the companies. There's also people there, too, that we have to understand what their motivations are, why they're interested. Um, and having somebody who's, who's heard a lot of answers to that question can really help you. Okay. So I'm curious, though, just based on what you just shared and why there, there's so many moving parts to a proper M&A and, 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 and doing it the right way. Um, do you find sometimes that after consulting some firms that they you realize that they're probably not a good candidate to do an acquisition? Absolutely. And that's a, that's a great point. You know, M&A is much easier said than done. Um, at some point, it becomes sheer willpower alone that gets you to the closing table. There is so much that can go wrong. And there's also so much focus that's required. Um, the firms that are really equipped to handle M&A are the ones that can move quickly. The ones that are able to evaluate, make decisions, understand what their strategy is, and then also understand, like I said before, their latitude, their ability to you know, go with something a little different than what they had in mind. If you have too narrow of a definition of what you're looking for, you might find that it's not out there. Um, but if you're open to different things and different perspectives and you know, listening to the advice of the consultants that you're paying, uh, sometimes we can help. Yeah. Okay. So is it a foregone conclusion that, you know, any firm that's out there looking to make an acquisition has to have an extremely strong balance sheet? Well, hopefully all of our uh, firms that we're talking to do have an extremely strong balance sheet. But there's de many different ways of financing M&A. In fact, we, we deal with kind of, we call them no money down almost uh, M&A situations where okay. the seller could keep their cash in AR and then the buyer kind of takes over from there. Um, with a salary or, you know, there's all kinds of different ways to make this happen. 
Um, there's general debt aversion in this industry that is really hard to overcome, but I, I think that now's a very good time to be looking at external financial sources that you might not have uh, been thinking about before while interest is cheap and available. Right. Uh, yeah, but, but having a good balance sheet is, is important. Okay. All right. Cool. Cool. So um, just take us through, because you've really given us a nice glimpse of things on the acquisition side. Um, what do, what does it look like on the other side of the table? If, I, if I'm a firm and I contact you and say, look, Jamie, you know, I'm, you know, 55, 60, and I didn't really create a re- good transition plan. Uh, I'm looking at ways to possibly either be acquired and get out from under this business that I've spent, you know, the last 25 years of my blood, sweat and tears trying to build. Um, what, what do you say to that person um, in terms of, uh, you know, being acquired? How, how does that work? Sure, sure. So it's a lot of the, the same conversations, actually. It's just figuring out who we're going to use internally, who's going to be used externally, what your goals are, what your appetite is um, in terms of firm culture, firm size. Um, you know, if you've made a decision to not become a certain size, it might be hard for your employees to all of a sudden, you know, go from a 15-person firm to a 50,000-person firm. Right. That might not work well. So understanding who you are and what you've kind of built um, is, is very important. The most valuable firms are the ones that really know what their value proposition is. That sounds like an obvious statement, but it's really not. We, we come in contact with firms all the time that when we ask them to tell us about themselves, um, you know, we're an architecture firm and we're based wherever. Right. You know, <laughs> tell us what you do, why you're special. Um, and then also the firms that do really well in M&A are the ones where the selling leadership will stay with the firm for a few years. It's required by almost every transaction I've ever seen that you're going to need to be there for a little bit. But the firms that have more time on their hands, the leaders that are saying, all right, you know, maybe I should retire in five years, 10 years. Maybe I'm not even ready to think about when I want to retire. Um, those firms are able to command a higher value because the buyer knows what they're getting. Right, right, right. Yeah, well, I mean, it just seems like, you know, if you if you are um, looking to be acquired, you, you certainly your exit strategy is going to have to be longer than 12 months, I'm sure. So <laughs> something, al- yeah, something along those lines. Well, so, you know, you know, leading into that, um, how, how does a firm know when they are ready um, to do an acquisition? Is there a financial organizational or leadership metric that is required before a firm is healthy enough? I know we've kind of talked about, obviously, a healthy balance sheet, and I know a lot of this goes into it. And I'm sure people banter about in their board meetings and other ways of, uh, and other discussions with leadership in, a, in an organization where they go back and forth about, well, we need to acquire, we can't hire people, so we need to acquire a firm and get people that way. Um, how, how, how does a firm truly know when they're ready to, to take on another company? It really comes down to um, being organized, being able to make decisions quickly, empowering the right group of people to evaluate firms and to act on it. Um, Decision by committee slows down the process. It doesn't create an environment of trust for the seller. um, And it really makes M&A a a lot harder to do. The firms that do very well work extremely quickly. They know know very soon after meeting somebody if this is a fit. Um, Or perhaps more importantly, they know very quickly if it's not a fit. They know um, what they're not looking for and they're able to move quickly on it. They don't sit there and and have a meeting and then talk about it and then think about it and then get back to that person who's moved on down the road with another buyer at that point. Um, So it really does come down to being able to move quickly. And also, you know, a a kind of flippant phrase that we like to say is is don't take your crazy on the road. If 
If you're not organized, if you've got some stuff that needs to be handled internally, you need to handle that first before you look to bring a bunch of other people into the mix. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, that makes sense. And I'm always reminded, um, here at, here at Zwei Group, um, you know, one of the foundations of our, our business has been M&A. Um, mm-hmm. and I, and I can always remember the stories that Mark Zweig would share about, uh, working with Jerry Allen, who was the former, right. uh, CEO of Carter and Burgess, which was a sleepy, uh, sleepy civil engineering firm in Fort Worth, Texas, that overnight just burgeoned into this huge, ginormous corporation. And a lot of that had to do with um, Jerry's ability to contextualize a potential M&A uh, acquisition and and process it through very quickly. And Mark would always tell the story about how he would call Jerry with a, a phone call on a Tuesday and say, hey, I've got this firm you need to meet with these people. And Jerry would literally get on a plane that day or the next day, go meet with them, eyeball the company, take a look at some information and, you know, shake a hand and that would be it. And I, I don't know that we see M&As done that way this, this, in this day and age. I'm sure there are some leaders out there that operate with that type of uh, approach. Um, but I mean, that was one of the reasons why Carter and Burgess was so successful at growing from almost, you know, about 200 engineers to almost 3000 people. So, um, absolutely, you know, and that, and that brings up a point that comes up so often in m is, is firms will tell me one thing, which is, you know, we're, we just want to expand into this market. We've got this great operating model, you know, we can help this small firm, you know, become a much better firm with our resources. And then they start looking at the financials of, you know, said smaller firm that met the criteria and all of that. And all of a sudden they're saying, well, they're, they haven't been profitable. Right. Like, well, yeah, no, I know. They need you to come in, right? Isn't that the point? <laughs> <laughs> so. it, it, it can be hard in this industry for, um, you know, analytical thinkers to say, you know, th- there's a degree of risk. Sure. Obviously, that's why right. there's a premium associated with it. But right. we're willing to take it. There's a little bit of a less appetite for risk. Um and Jerry Allen was definitely the exception to the rule in that area. Yes, he was. He was. That man, he was uh, very good. I was, uh, it was a pleasure to know him. So, so listen, as we start to wind up here, I wanted to get some additional information from you in terms of what you're kind of seeing in the market right now. Based on what you're seeing in the market, are you bullish on M&A over, uh, activity in the design industry over the next few years? Uh, and if so, Why? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're seeing more and more activity. There's still those individuals that delayed retirement during the recession and say, you know, I I need a few more years to get my firm back up to where it should be and then I'll sell. So on the seller side, there's a good, you know, supply. On the buyer side, there's also firms that are reading the industry kind of reports that are saying mid-sized firm is a thing of the past. Everybody needs to be a certain size. So we have buyers that are looking to expand through an inorganic growth strategy, seeing the opportunity that's out there in a way that maybe they weren't open to before. Okay. Um, so it, it's just kind of a nice, perfect storm, I guess, of uh, supply and, and demand there that we're seeing. Okay. All right. Cool. Well, Jamie Claire, I, I really want to thank you so much for giving us an inside view on uh, the M&A program here at Zwei Group. And um, if anyone wants to reach out to you, what's the best way for them to do that? Sure. It's uh, J-K-I-S-E-R at Zweig Group, two G's, dot com. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. Well, Jamie, thanks again for your time. And I, I want to remind our podcast listeners and YouTube viewers that uh, you can subscribe to our offerings on iTunes, uh, Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and YouTube. Uh, take Zweig Group out on the road with you for your next run, drive, 
uh, train ride, whatever. Um, you can also find us online at zweigroup.com. Remember, at Zwei Group, we exist to make you more successful. Thanks so much and have a great day. Thanks for tuning in to this Swag Letter Podcast exclusive. We hope that you can apply Mark's no-holds-barred advice to your daily professional life. For a free transcript of this or any episode of our podcast, please visit info.zwiggroup.com slash podcast. If you want more wisdom and inspiration, in addition to information about finance, HR, and marketing your firm, subscribe to the print or digital version of the Zweig Letter online at zweiggroup.com slash publications.